candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift away Came on as well. Interesting. They must like my server better than uh, Yes. Yeah, we we worked that that server. Nice. Hi, right, boys. We are back for Fall of Delta Green, 1963, the Year of the Hair. This is session three, if I remember correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. We are going to be playing without. Uh, Jesse's character tonight. Jesse could not make it, but we have decided to soldier on with the other three characters. We can certainly play it a little bit differently if you guys don't want to zip too far ahead uh, with things without Jesse being here to participate. As I mentioned previously, you know, this game is going to be a little different from 1961 in that. Um, each of you has a day job that you're still probably going to have to you know, show some face at and have some interaction with, so we could do some of that uh, to give us more background. But uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we remember out loud who our characters are so that our listeners at home can remember out loud. And then if someone wants to kind of take a stab at the highlights from our last session, and then y'all can tell me how you want to proceed. Sure. Yeah, I'll, uh, uh, Willie Kane. I'm playing Willie Kane, and uh, Willie is a, a CIA officer. He uh, uh, runs agents in Southeast Asia, and he's based in Saigon. And he's has a friend uh, at the agency who uh, kind of uh, only slightly peeled back the curtain to let him know a little bit about the the unknown world and. So Willie's just getting up to speed on uh, uh, what this is all about, but he's he's participating at his at his friend's suggestion. Excellent. Um, and by CIA CIA officer, I think you meant to say a uh, MC maintenance MC maintenance worker. Oh. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> he quote he quote works at the embassy. <laughs> uh, Marky Mark, who I blew my playing? cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I'm playing Greg Lamont. He is a member of uh, Lieutenant in uh, Navy, the Office of Naval Intelligence. He's in Saigon, running an office, uh, advising the South Vietnamese in, um, like, uh, eavesdro- eavesdropping and uh, monitoring the. Uh, shipments from the North Vietnamese Navy. That's uh, his 
cover anyway. But he's placed in Saigon as an asset of Delta Green at the same time, so he's like the rest of us doing double duty here. Okay. And then that leaves. Yeah. Uh, Sang Lin. Lin. Lin Sang to the Americans. Uh, she is an interrogator. Excuse me. She's an interpreter uh, by day for. Uh, for Americans, she works for the Central Intelligence Office. Uh, she is a, a Vietnamese native, um, born and raised in Saigon. So she works for the CIO um, on paper as uh, a translator, uh, an interpreter, um, who kind of gets loaned out to American and French operatives. Um, either intelligence or military. Um, she has a side hustle through the, the intelligence office uh, uh, um, interrogating. Um, and she often does kind of double duty reporting on the people she's translating for as well as the things she sees while she's out with them. And does anyone want to kind of recap what we did over the first two sessions? I was not here last time. Mark? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, oh, up. Um, let's see. Um, we uh, got tasked to locate Alain Blanchette. Um, by our handler, Commander Pierce. Uh, I, uh, I guess it's maybe, I don't know if I get struck down by lightning if I call him as a handler from, he's, he's kind of a go-between actually, right? He's between us and Delta Green. Um, he, he's definitely Delta Green. Delta Green okay. uses kind of a, a cell system you know, mm -hmm. that you might associate with resistance movements where um, they really try to compartmentalize who knows who is. So oftentimes, people like Pierce will be tasked with a mission, and then they'll pull together Delta Green assets mm -hmm. and that they think are appropriate for the mission. Sometimes it, it's the only assets available. It defines that they are by default appropriate and gives them the mission and sends them on their way. And the general assumption is that Delta Green agents have been selected for a reason. They're pretty talented and pretty well-connected people. Um, so there typically is not a lot of micromanaging. Um, it's here's the mission, take action. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes there's some constraints about how that action plays out. But so that's, yeah. that's Pierce's role in the organization. Okay, and it sounds like Elaine is he's 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 known to Delta Green, but isn't necessarily a Delta Green agent. Correct. But he's gone missing, uh, and he missed contact with his handler a couple of days ago. And um, I guess Delta Green had some notion that he was quote onto something, um, and he'd been investigating the the local Buddhist crisis crisis. Um, and we had a couple of leads, and so we spent our last session uh, investigating his apartment, 
Uh, we got in, we used some charm or some wit or some guile to get into the apartment. Uh, looked around, found a number of leads. Um, there was a, an unusual book that we found. There was a information about a taxi service that he seemed to use. We found his notebook uh, with some pages that seemed to be missing. Um, so let's see. Uh, someone had used some special pencil tricks to find uh, uh, some writing on previous pages in a notebook. And yeah, so we had a whole bunch of clues. We even found some recording devices and we made it into the room that an adjacent room or nearby room that seemed to be actually doing the recording. Found the tape player, tape recorder, and all that kind of thing. Right. And that's fantastic. Do you remember what else you found in the uh, fourth floor apartment that had the recording, uh, the, the yeah. real, real recorder? Um, let's see. We found, yeah, we, we followed the wires, got into the room. Um, we, so we found the recording equipment, headphones, uh, there was a matchbook from a hotel in Saigon and written inside was a doodle or drawing of a snake-like symbol. Uh, that's all I remember. Um, pretty good. Uh, so one thing, I didn't have the name, uh, of the hotel i've decided it was the hotel majestic um and just give me one second uh, i actually put a map in discord what i don't know is like other than you guys grabbing it this is the one thing i'm i'm realizing about not having roll 20 involved is mm -hmm. my ability to like to ping things and, and oh, yeah. together. Mm -hmm. is a little uh, uh, um, a little difficult. So mm -hmm. yeah, I see the map uh, in Discord, and it's a nice. So I assume uh, you can probably download it. So that's just a map of Saigon. It's one of the many that I found along the way. It just was the quickest one. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll see that in Saigon there is in that map a river that runs, um, go back over where I can see what I just done. And the map has coordinates, if you want to call that, that those out, like, you know, E2. Yeah, then I would have to blow the map up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, probably Hotel Majestic is going to be down by the river, uh, probably about a G5-ish area. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, all you guys know the, all of you would know the majestic. The Americans in town know it. Um, it's not necessarily the the best and most happening place. Its view of the river certainly is um, a big draw. And so the fact that the matchbook came from the hotel majestic doesn't automatically tell you anything about. Um, who might be associated with the recording because you can go to the Hotel Majestic, you can see uh, Vietnamese there, you can see there's typically a fair amount of um, 
foreign nationals there. You know, a lot now a lot of Americans, not as many French. Uh, there'll be there will be members of the press. So it's. it's one of the water holes immediately scream out it must be this faction mm -hmm. or this that and the other it's just it's a place so uh, upscale um I, i'm not gonna say it's the nicest place in town i'd probably i would probably call it middle scale they're not gonna have um if there are vietnamese present, they're going to be Vietnamese who are connected or well-to-do. They're just not going to have random Vietnamese people wandering off the street saying, hey, can I uh, get some lunch and a glass of water or something? That that will be happening at the Hotel Majestic. So, um, But it's not in a super elite hotel. Got it. Uh, one other plaything, uh, periodically, because we're not using Roll20, I may send you messages in in Discord, um, unless you guys prefer to get messages in Rocket, uh, I don't I don't know. Um, it's up to you. So um, you might periodically want to check and, and see if you have messages for me. So, but yeah, that's an excellent uh, recap of where you're at. So basically, you were uh, sun was going down. You were leaving um, the. Uh, hotel or the, the apartment and you have some decisions to make about how you want to proceed so and probably the last thing if y'all remember at the end of session two i put up kind of my reactions to what had taken place and my perception of different courses of action. But you know, the last thing I basically told you is um, if you don't like any of those, you can go off on your own tangent and we'll make it work. So uh, Jason, any questions about kind of what, what occurred during the session you missed, the last session? Mm, I don't think so. OK, all right. So you guys are just outside the Blanchett apartments and Willie Kane's, you know, trying to hold a large reel reel tape uh <laughs> under his, That's right, grab his the casual tape. shirt. So uh what do y'all want to do? Um well, we should probably go that? somewhere else at first until unless someone comes back. In case someone comes back, you know, that lives in that room or goes to that room. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And hash it out somewhere somewhere else. What time of day is it, Rex? I'm gonna say it's uh early evening now. Early evening, okay. Yeah, you know, the the searching the apartment. Um yeah, we I, I'm betting we probably spent like three minutes of playtime on that, but that probably would have actually been a, a longer operation to thoroughly search 
And right. once you uncover the listening devices and tracking the wiring and all that kind of stuff, you know, you, you probably spent a couple hours um, with all of that would be my estimate. So I'm saying it's probably early evening now. Okay. You want to go? You guys want to go back to the safe house and, uh, um, you know, put our heads together. Maybe listen to what's on this uh, tape machine or on this uh, tape reel. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I mean, is it, I was wondering if it was worth getting, seeing if we can get a replacement, right? Like, like oh. can we get, like, uh, can we enlist somebody at, somebody perhaps that I know, that could either copy the tape or even more, I think given the time it would take to copy it, maybe, you know, put a, get a replacement. And then that same person could watch, keep an eye on, uh, see who shows up at that apartment. That's a good idea. Well, that's uh, up to you guys. Um, as I did uh, point it out in my uh, notes, I put in your document. There's a couple of abilities that I cut and paste in out of the rule book into yeah. those notes. Uh, so one way you can try to accomplish things is um, you can use points and bureaucracy with whichever entity you're associated with mm-hmm. um, to uh, attempt to get them. Um, typically it's a test. You can spend bureaucracy points like any other test to modify it. Um, mm-hmm to get them to do something for you that's within the gamut of what they do. Uh, There's also something called network, which is a pool of points where you create a contact you have. We give them a name and um, you put in points in the amount of points you put in are basically uh, the value of things you can get out of that person. So, you, you know, you could, put a one point into a network contact and spend it to get some information or have them provide some material to you. Um, You could put three points in, spend it all for something really impressive, Um, or you could put multiple points in and spend them as you go. And that uh, network contact is yours until you zero them out. Once you zero them out, they don't go away. But from a game mechanic point of view, once you zero them out, they're fair game for me to go after. The one thing that, that you do know, as long as you have points in them, they have plot immunity from me blowing them up or kidnapping them or, mm-hmm. you know, ha ha, you put five points in the professor and he's dead. Dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun. That's just not how we play these games. Mm-hmm. So, so you can approach that. Uh, uh, those are two ways you can approach some of these things that you're thinking about doing, or you can do it yourself. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, to the uh, to the rest of the group, um, you know, guys, I, I think I know somebody who can take care of this for us. Uh, he can uh, he can source a, a good replacement tape and then keep an eye on it and see if he notices anything suspicious get maybe get back to us keep an eye on the the two apartments and let us know how things turn out perhaps in the next 24 hours yeah, that sounds good and, and willie Kane, when you say replace the tape what what because if you remember 
you took the tape that was on the reel with the recorder when you went in and you took yep. a um a blank tape and put it on oh did I? Uh, I i believe you did is yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not familiar yeah um now there is going to be the challenge that um the blank tape <laughs> is blank. <laughs> is blank. Uh-huh. Um, Not my problem. So, uh, well, right. I understand that. Um, and unless you advanced it to about the same approximate point that the other tape was, whenever someone checks, they may be like, that's weird. There's a lot more unused tape on this than there should be. Because I believe I told you that, that the setup was basically one where the, once a day they would need to yeah comes you know recover the the old tape and and set up the new tape and i'm gonna i can't remember if i told you when that time would be yeah in our last session if you yeah. if you remember you can share it with me otherwise i can tell you what i currently think that time will be yeah i can't remember yeah how far along uh, how far along was the tape it, used like uh i'm gonna say that it was probably about halfway Halfway, um, okay. So what you anticipate is that someone will probably be coming um, in the early morning hours, mm -hmm. you know, maybe like six in the morning, to change out the tape. Well, I guess it's time to do some shenanigans. I think that would give us time to copy it if we wanted to and put it back. I'm sure Greg's got the... I mean, he, yeah, if we've got that much time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, at that time was going to be a little more. Willie, who, who are you thinking this person is and where in Saigon do you think it might be? Well, Freddy stuff machine to a back room or something like that and you're off to tell the staff i'm doing quick copy and we can upstairs okay what's uh lynn saying thinking about all this if anything um To have somebody watch the room. Somebody to be. Uh, let's create. A con. 
You'll have an area called network, and you can just put the person in there. Put how many points you're putting in, we'll just reduce them down. That way so we... this is going to be uh, uh, Lee Mindan. Who is between kind of a gopher, but he'll do some late night stakeouts, things like that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put two points in him. Nice. Um, and it's probably just you know, um, a payphone call to the office um, and talk to, I don't think I gave my boss a name. Yeah, I don't know that we have, and I would like your boss to have a name. So I feel like yeah. at this point we're going to be role-playing some interactions. It's going to be a better boss experience than 1961. I can... <laughs> I guess I was a dickhead. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, he would say the same uh, thing about uh, yeah. Frank Bernard. So. Uh, so I'll just I'll put that in my contacts as well. Um, damn Tan Sin. So Sin will be his his given name. Um, Dan is the going to be your boss. Yeah. And and Dan will be the the contact. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll give address. Right, so give me give me the boss name one one more time. D A M. D A M. So that's his that's his family name. His okay. I would well I would probably call him Mister Mister Dam, but um, okay. so it's Dam Tan Sin. Okay, that's the boss. Um, I'll give him, you know, the hotel name, the room number um, that we expect. Wait, and this is this is Blanchett's apartment, not a not a hotel. Oh, sorry, sorry, that's right. I, I got the majestic in my head. Yep. Um. The yeah. So the the address, the uh, the apartment number, um, and probably the and the recording equipment's in another room, right? Yeah, so it's in a room on the fourth floor uh, and so, go ahead and so i think i think the contact's name as well it is um l-e m-i-n-h d-a-n because i do have a little cheat sheet of npcs so i'll just throw it in there uh, Network. And I'll spend to network Boom. to make him. Um, so I think we were more interested in having the, the fourth floor room watched, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the most important one. So that's that's the information I'll give. And, um, so, and so, I'll give. Go ahead. So you, uh, I'm going to say you get a hold of him, whether it's immediately afterwards, but but you know within a reasonable period of time you get a hold of him. So his question for you is: if I if I see anybody, 
go in and leave, what, what do I do? Um, do we just, are we just trying to identify or do we want this person followed to the group? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just, as he was asking that question, I think, uh, yeah, I think can follow him. Okay. If, 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 if the person leaves, in fact, if some, one, if someone shows up and it's one person and one, someone leaves, uh, we want to know kind of perhaps where they're coming from. Sure. Or where they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what, that's, that's what I'll tell them. I'll say, um, you know, just observe and, until anyone, um, and of course I'm saying this all in, in Vietnamese so that the other guys mm -hmm. can't, can't understand. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I think Willie speaks some Vietnamese, doesn't he? Uh, he does. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah and elementary yeah. Okay. And Lamont's learning. He's a quick study. Yeah, he's speaking some dialect or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's drawing. Um, <laughs> um, so I'll just ask him to stake out the the apartment on the fourth floor where the recording equipment is. If if he sees anybody enter, um, you know. Maybe try to take a picture if if you can, but uh, discretion is is key here. Um, and then if if any parties who enter leave, um, try to track them to some whatever their their destination is. Uh, and again, you know, if if you can't track them without being observed, abort the mission, go back, stake out the room, uh, and I'll report back in. 24 hours. Okay. All right. So that is conveyed. And uh, is everyone going to the Office of Naval Intelligence? Uh, I don't think that was that would be necessary. Maybe we, there's a couple of minor things that we could probably check out. Yeah, if you want you to. I, breaking up. I could, I could go back and make the... I mean, I think this part is safe enough that we would need to double team, I guess. But... You know, the, the winter quarters rules, they still apply? Yeah, uh, Ty, it's in the Delta Green rule book, just kind of like the uh, the rules they give all Delta Green agents. And uh -huh. you know, like one of them is never go alone. You know, they always oh, have right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Moscow yeah. rules for Delta Green. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's right. So I reinforced that to the guys in 1961. So that, that would still be how y'all do business. And uh, y'all can just kind of have uh, Jack Cooper. Yeah, know, he can go with me. Pair up with whoever. Well, Jack can go with me. And then if you guys want to do uh, like look at something else. Yeah, Lynn, you want to go uh, check out the, the, the cab company, see what. Uh... Yeah, that, that was another that I wanted to pull on. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. see if, if we can figure out what uh, what Blanchett was doing. Um, that's probably good because, uh, you know, Willie and uh, Greg Lamont, you both have kind of picked up that there's some tension between Jack Cooper and <laughs> Lin Sang. Um, so, yeah. uh, Buddhist bullshit. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. There you go. So, that, 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 that white Buddhist. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and, and this is where I feel bad about not having done the production work on the recordings because Jason's going to have to fill some gaps in. So I will say uh, that uh, during the course of the last episode, on multiple occasions, uh, the other players got the sense that people were afraid of Lynn. Um, like when she intervened in situations, you know, answers became different or people became more respectful. Um, and there was definitely some jabbing back and forth between Lynn and, and Jack Cooper on different issues. So there's, mm -hmm. there's definitely a little tension there. So no overt hostility, anything like that. Just, you know, y'all aren't each other's cup of tea. So. That's right. Uh, okay, so uh, Greg Lamont's going to go back to O&I. He's going to take Jack Cooper along. Uh, and what we'll do is I'm going to have you think for a second, you know, how are you going to play off bringing this civilian into O&I? And you can, you can think on that for a minute, uh, Greg Lamont, is, as to what, what way you might approach that. Um, so that takes us to Willie Kane and uh, Lin Fong. They're going to go check out the cab company. Uh, I use the I just use Best Cab. I have no idea what what a, a name, an actual name of a cab company in Saigon would be. It's the best, but it is the best cab company. So yeah. certainly that's the way it's marketed to foreign yeah. nationals. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was going to be a good idea. So uh, and. I threw the image of the cabs up last session. So I'll scroll right. back eventually you'll you'll see them there. Mm -hmm. Um so they're little uh I think they're little citron cars, if I remember correctly, is what I said. Uh and uh Lin Song, you would know where the the main office for this cab company would be is there anything you want to do before you go over there or how do you guys want to approach going over there do we take a cab <laughs> you could you could certainly do that um i believe y'all took cabs to get to the location because that cab you probably wouldn't be able to put four adults uh in there with the driver would be my yeah guess. yeah yeah, let's uh, let's take a cab over there. And and you guys want to talk about how you're going to approach this before you actually get in the situation, or just wing it? Um, uh, um. Hmm. And Jason, do you get the significance of the cab company? Um, no. So when they were searching Blanchett's apartment, they found different file folders um, that he had with, uh, basically each one was a story that he was working on. So it'd be his notes and in rough drafts, but um, particularly because he is uh, kind of a stringer, uh, he's a freelancer, um, he tries to get his expenses picked up as well. So he keeps receipts and what they noticed in several different stories, well, they noticed that the story was missing. That's probably 
piece of information mm-hmm. you should have. Um, uh, it, it looks like a folder had been taken out um, and it looked like there's some notes had been removed from a notepad, but they did find receipts um, all for the best cab company. So it looked like he was using the cab company to have him driven to various places. Um, and it looked like he kept using the same cab company and he'd keep the receipts because he was trying to get reimbursed for those expenses. Um, so that's the, the connection of the cab company and why it might be um, an important thing. Yeah, so I'm wondering if we just go in as I mean I I could present myself and in in this uh adventure story or cover operation. Um, and it makes sense on several levels because you're looking for a missing person. So you don't really have for a missing person. So um, Tell everyone you're doing this when this time error this time frame no. is, are they they're like maybe among other are they like the FBI they're kind of like domestic uh, well, that's domestic horsemen I don't know I, 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 I think I think about They're both. I think they're yeah. uh, um, some military intelligence in there as well. Okay. They did. Got it. Got the... it. Yeah. Uh, we want to use analogs like the CI. Um, there's very, you know, class, the, the classic, um, and like jurisdiction of Vietnam that they might in Washington, D.C. or in Chicago or so some other place. Yeah. Um, they, they're a powerful entity of the governing class of South Vietnam, and they have jobs.
to do. And I think uh, you know factually that oftentimes they work with the CIO doing things. Okay. So. And the special forces are what DM's brother runs. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. And arguably, Willie Kane would also know that if there was an org chart <laughs> and you were drawing up, 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 the line of the CIO would up, up, up until it arrives at his. Good. I can kind of hang out in the shadows. You'll maybe let him know that I'm I'm with you, but give you your space. Sure. Okay. Uh, so we're probably need some names. Let's go here. So you arrive at the cab company. The the cabbie's a little taken aback when you explain to him <laughs> where you want him to go. And at first, he's looking at Willie Kane. Thinking, you know, obviously the Americans confused, but Lynn things like, no, take us to take us to best cab, you know. And he's like, no, I, this is best cab. No, the office headquarters. Now he looks a little nervous. Is 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 there anything wrong? Have I done something wrong? Am I in trouble? Uh, this is purely coincidence, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is regarding a, another matter. All right. So he nervously uh, drives you to the. It's not, it's not far. I, I don't get this. I have to admit that I don't have a great grasp on the uh, actual size of Saigon in 1963, but I can't imagine that it was more than you know, 10, 15 minute drive to get mm -hmm. you over to uh, to where you need to be. And you're at the headquarters of the best cab company. So and now it is early evening. So um, as you get there, you get the sense that maybe not everybody, that a lot of the people that are the bureaucracy for the company looks like have probably left for the day. There's still people there, but um, not as busy as you might expect it had you gone at you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, for example. Sure. Um, but I'm gonna ask for the I'm gonna ask for the boss. Okay. So there's some nervous looks and you know, I go I kinda come in hot. Uh, okay. I Jason am am bad at, at that. Um <laughs> but Lynn um can come in kind of um very abrupt and kind of uh, screaming isn't the right word, but um you know, the the Vietnamese language is very shouty, right? And she she comes in kind of shouty. <laughs> I have an actual picture of it. It's pretty cool uh, of you just you know people like jumping up and and you know 
knocking their papers off their desk and, <laughs> and someone kind of like, you know, slight bow and, you know, you know please, please, no, we'll, we'll go. And a few minutes later, they, they bring the, you know, the night manager for the company. Um, and he's uh, definitely distraught. And uh, we'll give him a name. We're going to say, let me get this pulled up and then let me get this. That his name is Vo Dui D U I Q I H I E U. May never use him again, but we've got a name for him. <laughs> so uh, let me just get this over here. This is where I need two full size monitors. So yes. I can have Scrivener up in one and. Uh, and then my game stuff up in the other, but that's all right. Uh, and he's, uh, yes, uh, uh, yes, anything we can do to help? What, what, is there a problem? We are looking into uh, an American who is missing. Frenchman, he's missing. Frenchman, that's right, Frenchman. Uh, you know, Caucasians, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Colonizers, imperialists, they're all the same. Uh, we're, we're looking, and uh, Elaine Blanchett, uh, he used your service, uh, as far as we can tell, exclusively. Uh, he's a reporter. Perhaps you've read his, his work. And just kind of leaning into him, you know, like I'm, I'm talking fast and not giving him a chance to kind of get his feet under him. Right. Um, uh, okay. Elaine Blanchett, so, he's a reporter, Frenchman. Yeah, he's your the, company. Yeah, it's... The, um, I don't think you would have actually said, have you read his stories? Because you're, you're, you're pretty sure that he writes exclusively for the foreign press. So it's, oh, it's sure. unlikely anything he wrote would have been translated into Vietnamese and put into a Vietnamese paper. So, okay. Uh, all right. Again, different time. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm just looking at your sheet real quick. So he's um, not giving you a hard time. He's like a, a Blanchett, you say, and then he, he starts asking one clerical, um, and uh, you know she's rummaging around, and uh, you guys got a picture as part of the briefing. Do you want to show the picture? Sure. Okay. Um. So, and Lynn, one they, of the or Jason, one of the things we picked up was that he seemed to use the same cabbie all the time. So looking for like one person okay but yeah yep so, so uh, I'm, you know violently pointing at the picture like <laughs> where's the driver we need to speak we need to speak to him uh and uh he looks at the picture and he, he seems to kind of recognize them and he's showing the staff and then they actually go get someone i have no idea if they had dispatchers but i'm gonna say they have a dispatcher yeah what is uh, and and uh, you know that person like looks at the picture and you hear the name and 
and then quickly says the name and he comes back and says, ah, yes, yes. Um, his driver is done working for the day. His driver will be back uh, tomorrow. His driver's name is, huh? Tuan, T-U-A-N, Tai, T-A-I. And he'll be back tomorrow morning. Would you like to leave a message? I will, I will have him use the phone here at the office before he starts driving. Hmm. No, I want to speak to him in person. Ah, oh, yes. Well, he will be here uh, no later than uh, seven tomorrow morning. <sighs> I'm a little crestfallen, um, and I tell I tell the manager, um, "We'll be back at seven a.m." Uh, to speak to Ty. Um, and if he's not here, we'll speak to you back at um, CIO headquarters. And it would actually be, we would, we'll speak to you at the, ooh, I'm not, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but the, the domestic intelligence bureau headquarters. I don't know how easy it is uh, someone of Southeast Asian ethnicity to, to pale, but uh, whatever, whatever can happen, um, that effect takes place. This, mm -hmm. this man is clearly now worried that uh, if there's a failure, the result is going to be him being in a lot of trouble. Yes. You've, you've made the appropriate desired impression with him. And, and I lean in and say, uh, it, it would probably be best if Titan doesn't know that we were here. That's right. Oh, oh, most certainly, most certainly. So, what was, the, what was the night manager's name? His name was Vo Dui D U I Q H I E U. Thank you. All right, let's cut to Greg Lamont. You are making your way with Jack Cooper. Um, nice job, Lynn. Way to go. <laughs> to uh, uh, O&I and uh, Jack Cooper's kind of pestering a little bit along the way that, uh, I mean, do you do you really think we need Lynn Tseng along with us? I mean, she just, you know, I know what those those people did to you know, my brother Buddhist and, you know, I thought we we're supposed to be the good guys in this thing. Well, they put her with us for a reason. I'm just going to have to trust. I mean, we'll, we'll feel it out. I mean, if something doesn't feel right to you, I mean, keep an eye on that, but we got to work with her. And I'll have to get along here. Do you trust Delta Green? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have to. Um, although they did kind of burn me last time, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now gonna, I have to defend myself <laughs> for people who didn't listen to 1961. That's how you decided things played out. I didn't tell you that's how things played out. That's how you decided right. things played out. All right. I got, well, I got hosed by Beatrice. I got played. That wasn't Delta Green's fault. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm not going to let him let on that he you know, any of that to uh, to Jack. Okay. I'm just going to say, uh, yeah, he, you know, we got to smart people at the top. They got us here for a reason. She knows something that we need, so we're just going to have to work with her. And if something goes sideways, I mean, you can tell me. I'll keep your secret. I won't tell anybody else if you got, you know, something doesn't. Uh, come right to you on this, but. Okay. Um, and uh, what are you going to say when you arrive with Jack Cooper at the ONI station here in Saigon? Yeah, we're going to give him a different name. I, I think I'm going to play it as he is a potential asset that I'm going to give okay. a, um, like a, just a preliminary interview to. Um, I mean, I'm not sure that he's even worth, the, you know, any of our time, but, you know, just going to sure. do a quick, you know, entrance interview or whatever too. And then, you know, that kind of gives a cover to have the tape reel set up. And, you know, I'll, I'll put a microphone on the table that looks like it's leading to the, to the reel to reel machine and make it look like I'm interviewing him and recording it. But, if anybody asks, I mean, it's it's nighttime now, so we probably have people working around the clock on this. But, um, but as I understood, I do have a lot of uh, Vietnamese, uh, I'll say employees, but, but staff in here who might, uh, some of them might not look again or, you know, give a second glance to uh, another white devil walking around in here. They might just assume he's a... Uh, uh, you know, with ONI as well. But in case anybody does ask, we're going to paint it as a uh, as a you know, asset interview. Okay, um, I think the the only people who would even dare question you would be the um, you know U.S. Marines and or U.S. Navy personnel who provide security for uh, the post. So and. You know, it, certainly when it comes to the intelligence gathering side of the equation, you're kind of the top dog for the station. It's not a real big station. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Navy mission to, uh, uh, it's not technically MACV yet, but the U.S. Navy element is pretty small at this point in time. Yeah. Um, so uh, without too much trouble, the kind of side eye, you know, uh, Jack Cooper a little bit, but um, you know they wave you on in, and uh, of course Jack Cooper's like, "Whoa, what is, what do you do here?" He's just kind of checking out. You know, there's a big array of antennas on the the top of the building that you work out of, and um, you know, there's again, there's, it's it's fenced off, and there's mm -hmm. security, you know, a couple layers of security to go through. So he's he's suitably impressed and or curious about what it is that you do. Yeah, I don't want to give him too many details yet. Um, I'm just going to say we're we're involved in surveillance and then leave it at that. And I'm just going to 
walk him through the shortest paths to the room we're going to use. I don't, I don't want to give him a okay. tour of the office or anything like that. Um, right. Just get him into okay. the room and uh, just start making it look like we're having an interview. And um, what is your uh, what's your primary intent here to produce a, a copy of the tape you have or um, try to listen to the tape that you have? A copy first, we'll listen later, um, but the primary objective okay. is to get the original back into the main room up there if we can. Okay. And are you thinking that you're going to splice in the because obviously there's the portion that was recording, like when y'all went in and the, and the stuff you did. So are you going to try to like splice that out? Um, yeah, pretty good. Because it's there when they listen back to the tape, it's going to stop all of a sudden, right? It's going to you know have half of the tape recording the room, and the rest right. of it's just going to be a yeah. white hiss, right? So maybe. Uh, can we splice? Oh boy! Can we make a, like a master copy for ourselves, and then a second copy which we can splice onto the um onto the tape? Sure, you just, can do that. Just fill the whole thing, you know, like make it just like you may roll on some some dice to do that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, take some like dead dead air from the room. You know what I mean? And just find the longest piece of dead air that I can and just repeat that over and over to make the full. Alright. Let's take a look at Greg Lamont and see what he might have to do. That. I'm going to look at Jack Cooper also just in the off case that Jesse stashed some points in a weird place. Okay. Um, so let's see. Sigint and Traffic analysis or cryptography might be the only related things to this. Um, sure, I will let you use SIGINT um, to say that that. As part of that, you've gotten adept at, you know, how these recording devices work, and you know, this, that, and the other. Or you can you can spend network and farm it out, and so you've got a guy that that does that work for you, um, or or that who has that skill set, right? That's you know part of the staff there. So yeah, I think I want to keep this one to like between okay. me and Jack for now. All right. So, so I'm going to say that it is that you can use SIGINT uh, uh, as a general ability for this, this purpose. And okay. uh, you can roll. I don't know. Jack Cooper doesn't have any SIGINT, so we can't really help you with it. Um, so this is really going to be your thing. Um, and you can spend out of that if you want. You don't have to. You can just roll it straight. Yeah, um, spend one. We'll see what happens. Didn't roll though. So, did you not have the dice highlighted? Dice highlighted. 
you have now. I have my push to talk is my alt button, and then when I, if I scroll with that held down, it changes <laughs> pages. So hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Oh man, okay. I'm red dot. You're showing green. I'm showing green to you. Okay, I'm still got red dot here. Yep. Hmm. Okay, there we go. Okay, so it's weird. Highlighted dice. Now you're green. And it didn't this take. Is weird. It's also not rolling from the character. You know, uh, I noticed a... that your your Maybe I don't name now is. Maybe I didn't. It's like it's now your your email. Yeah, right, right. Look, it's showing up as your email. So let's see what you need to do on that. Just to keep it. Jesus, that didn't work either. Okay. Do uh, <laughs> do BB exclamation point. Oh, it's the opposite. The other okay. way. Yeah. Okay, okay, so with the points, um, it'll be four. Let's do this. I'm going to see what happens if I change the way your name is to uh, Lieutenant Gregory. Oops, spelling is important. Okay, so. Uh, that is weird as well. Is that... Maybe it won't let me change your name. It let me type it in there, but it didn't take. So just trying to see if there's another way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add it. I found where it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it. Okay. All right. Um, so you succeed in making the master copy. The master copy was not the problem. Um, the uh, then going back and doing the splice, you've got it done, but it's taken a long time. I mean, it ended up taking hours of, yeah. of time. You actually like screwed up once and had to start over. And um, but now you have a uh, a copy that, if someone was listening really carefully, or if someone that carefully examined the tape, they would see where you did the splice. Um, and if they were listening very carefully, they might detect kind of a shift yeah. um, in the sound. But uh, you know, you're fairly comfortable. Someone was just, you know, passed sitting and listening, and they weren't completely focused on it. That it probably is going to pass muster without too much trouble. So okay. Um, so Willie Kane and I guess the other thing is, did y'all have some plan as to where to meet back up? or um, you know, how to communicate with each other? No, <laughs> I don't think we did. You got, and, 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 and 
it's this is not like a I'm gonna screw you as you didn't. It's just I certainly assume that people with your background, one of the things you would have agreed upon after you said you guys go here, we'll go there was and we will catch up at this point or we'll communicate this way or whatever it might be. So I just for the narrative, what would be the place you would meet or how would you connect back with each other? I think even just meeting at the safe house, right? Mm -hmm. Or somewhere for dinner. Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, do we do double duty and go to the Hotel Majestic for, for dinner? Ooh. Oh, nice. Although you said that maybe there's not a lot of, a lot of Vietnamese people there. Rex, would that be? There, um, there will be Vietnamese people there. Um, your Lin Song's probably right on the cusp of the the status level and socioeconomic level um, of Vietnamese person that would be admitted. Um, so you know, it wouldn't wouldn't be completely completely unrealistic for you to to be in there having a dinner. Um, the question is at this point, how much is there? To discern, uh, I mean, do you even know what you're looking for at the majestic at this point? I guess that's the question. No. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, what, how about this? Why don't Lynn? Why don't we go back to the? Why don't we see if we can hook up uh, um, with Lamont and and see if we can listen to the tape. Oh sure. Assuming he had success with the copy. So, uh, is the plan to uh, bring uh, Lin Song and Willie Kane into O and I also to listen, or are you guys no. try to? Yeah, we'll 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 listen in the safe house. Uh, you have to bring a recorder to the safe house. Okay. Yeah, they they, they, they these are big. Yeah, these are the big, yeah, the real like real to real tapes. They they look like movie, uh, film type, uh, you know, maybe not that big, but they're big, and and you have to have a purpose built device to play them. Yes, so. yeah, and they're if I remember correctly, they they box up kind of like a small suitcase that you can carry it, like they handle yep. on top and everything. Yep. Yeah, so I'll yeah. just walk out with one of those, and I don't think anybody's gonna pay me any mind. At least I hope not. And uh, they're certainly not going to get any grief about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they may note the fact that you walked out with one, but they're certainly not going to say anything to you about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll so. I can uh, deal with that if if that comes back on me. But I'll just uh, you know box one up, walk out with it, walking casual. Okay. All right. Um, so. Lin Song and Willie King, what you know is it's a long time before Greg Lamont arrives with <laughs> Jack Cooper. I mean, the ashtray is full. I was gonna say, that's a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, it's a lot of cigarettes. So, uh, and I don't know what Lin Song's, you know, take is on the consumption of alcohol, but, you know, Willie King, I suspect in 1963, you probably would have had a few drinks while you were waiting. Sure. And does Willie smoke as well? Of course. 
Okay, so you guys get back to um, the safe house, you're going to sleep. You know, Greg Lamont can explain the challenges he had in, in producing. Um, you know, this, you know, the copy, and y'all are going to have to get that back in as well. Um, but uh, you guys listen to tape, and it's, it's, uh, and I guess the challenge you have is you probably have up until the time you guys arrive, splice, you probably got about 10 hours worth of, of, of real time tape if you're going to listen to it real time. So, um, so, do you want to spend the entire night listening to the tape, or how are you guys going to try to approach that? Do we want to first put the, the, the decoy or the duplicate, the spliced version back? Yeah. Get that, get that yeah. in, and then we can, you know, kind of at our, at our leisure, just listen to this yeah. 10 hour okay. tape. Okay. Um, so, who's, are all four of you going back? And who's going to, because um, last time you browbeat the, um, the super into giving you the key. Um, so are you going to go that route again, or are you going to um, try to break in, or what are you guys going to do? I don't want to browbeat the super. That's going to be <laughs> extra suspicious. Um, what can we do? Uh, does anybody have lock picking or anything uh, dodgy like that? I'm not sure that lock picking is an actual <laughs> skill. Oh, um, okay. well, uh, something along those lines. Uh, let's see. I don't I think would, I took anything like that this time. I would uh, allow any of the following. Let's look through this. I'm sure. Let's see now. Um, well, if anybody had criminology, I would have. Considered on chronology, that's not a problem. Um, this really isn't my branch of intelligence work. Uh, I'm gonna say that, uh, filch is a possibility, yeah, and I would say that streetwise is uh I, I would allow you to, to argue that streetwise includes picking locks sure there is no lock picking uh ability could we also could i have my network guy if if we go back um and he's there yeah, there we go maybe he could he could do it sure so uh, here's here's the way I'll rule. You could have you put two in them, correct? Mm -hmm. So you could spend one to have him uh, have the appropriate skill set and or tools to surreptitiously enter the apartment and uh, replace the the tape that Willie Kane put on there with 
this tape that um, you guys want them, whoever to recover. And uh, your other point can be for uh, surveilling and following anyone who comes to pick up uh, sure. the tape. Yeah. Okay, so spend them down. Okay, so you drop the tape off to... Um, so he's still there. Yeah, and he, he reports so far, you know, no activity. Um, and he looks a little nervous when you explain to him that he's going to need to go in there and uh, put the tape on, because that's not exactly what you explained to him when, when you mm -hmm. called him. So uh, why don't we have him just, if he can just uh, jack the lock and then leave, I can go up and put it on. If he's nervous about the, it's it's uh, it's not going to cause him to fail or cause any problem. I'm just you know okay, just role playing like flavor. Uh, okay, gotcha. yeah. So theoretically, later on, uh, if you get more network or if you choose to, you can invest more network in him if you want him to do more. So okay. he ultimately kind of agrees to do it. You get some sense that um. He uh, respects Lin Sang's, you know, rank in the organization and her reputation. You think there might be a little more interest in that? Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's probably she's, something Lin She's a fox. Learn to use. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he's like, yes, I will, I, I will do this, and I will continue to watch, and I will report to you what I find. Um, yeah. And I'll, and I'll play into that. I'll, you know, be very effusive with my thanks. Nice. Um, so I'm saying it's, it's, it's probably late, probably close to midnight now. Like I said, it took, uh, Greg Lamont, you know, hours to, to get this work done on the tape. So you guys have a seven o'clock at the cab company. Um, and potentially, you know, Willie Kane and, Greg Lamont potentially are going to have to show face at least at some point uh, at their respective offices um, tomorrow. Then Sang may uh, have to do that as well. So, how much more time do you want to burn? You know, do the player characters want to pull an all-nighter uh, at this point, or they do they want to rest and pick up with you know everything? After they get a night's sleep, that's how you'll run. And we we have to be back at the cab company at seven as well. So yeah, that's what you guys said. Yeah, so why don't we get this thing changed and then uh, call it a night and you know do what we got to do? And you guys can uh, go to the cab company. I'll show my face at the uh, at the office and then right, you know, mid afternoon or so, I'll take it really early out and. Uh, just listen to this tape. But I don't. I don't want the. I don't want to let that tape uh, leave my possession. I want to like, keep it in like a courier bag or you know something like that. Yeah. Are you that worried that Beatrice Mikado is going to steal your tape? That woman's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> nice. Good deal. <laughs> Maybe unwise to let me realize that. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, and Jack Cooper, you know, kind of pipes up, you know, I know somebody at the 
uh, UPI office. I can check around tomorrow and see what they can tell me about Blanchett and whatever he might have been working on. So, um, but you know, those those reporter types, they're probably all drunk right now. I doubt they'll be at the office at seven o'clock in the morning, but I'm, I'm sure by lunchtime I could have something uh, from my contact there. So does anyone have anything, okay. any other character have something they would like to do before they quick call it a night? Uh, and we can fast forward to uh, the morning. No. Okay. No, I think so. no one, good. No one has remarkable bad dreams. It's possible that you may have had bad dreams. I don't know how your characters do with sleep and dreams, but nobody has a supernatural dream uh, for the night. So that's a good thing. Uh, so you guys get your night's sleep. You uh, get up in the morning and uh, Willie, you're going to go with Lin Sung back to the cab company. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Okay. So why don't we fast forward back to the cab company? So y'all arrive there and uh, make your way in. And it's obvious that your arrival yesterday has uh, created quite a stir because clearly the, the morning staff have been briefed that you're, you know, coming. Uh, Lin Tang, you're probably a little unhappy, um, but it's obvious that they're all waiting for you to arrive. Like the, the day manager, you know, comes up quickly and greets you and, and says, yes, uh, Pa Tai is, is here and he's ready to speak to you. And anything that we could do to support the government is very important. You do so much for us and we must make a greater South Vietnam for all of us. And we're very helpful that you have chosen Best Cab to help you in what you're doing. And then he kind of trails off. It's, I, I'm imagining when Tang's reaction to this. Mm -hmm. so. Stewing. Yes. And then uh, he shows you to uh, an office and you see a young, you know, probably early 20s, uh, Vietnamese male sitting there, uh, nervously smoking a cigarette, and you know, ashtray with two or three others already crumpled in it. As you and Willie Kane walk in, he kind of half he starts to stand, and then he's looking at you, and he's not sure if he should <laughs> stand or what he should do. And the cigarette ash like drops on his arm, and he kind of flinches. Um, he seems very put off by your presence, Lindsay. Um, I think I'll kind of enter the room first so that Willie can be by the door. Um, he can play the muscle. Um, I'll sit down very casually. Uh, I'm going to keep it very calm. Um, and say we uh, we came upon your name in the papers of a Frenchman, Helene um, Blanchette. Uh, what do you know about him? He's kind of shaking a little bit, and 
you know, and I'll show him the picture. Trying to smoke the Oh yes, Mr. Blanchett. Uh, yes, he was a very good, a very good customer. Very good. I always made sure that I I got a little something extra when I drove him. I haven't seen him recently. What? what am I in trouble? When was the last time you saw him? Um. Um. You can see him like he's he's you know counting on his fingers. Maybe trying to do the math. Um, five, four or five days ago. Which is it? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Do you have your logbook? Um, not with me. I can, I can go get it. Hmm. Mr. Ha, for tax purposes, you know that your logbook must be in impeccable order. Oh, yes. Yes, I don't want any trouble. No, I understand. It's very important. It, I still have it with me. It's, it's here in the office, though. Okay, we can address that later. Uh, what sort of places would you take Mr. Blanchett to? Oh, well, wherever he needed to go. He was, he was a important famous reporter, I'm sure you, you're aware of that. So he, his stories would take him all over the place. We'd go to different places in Saigon. We would go to places outside Saigon. I, I, I just, I, and you really would accompany anyone. him on these, on these trips? Yes, I was his favorite driver. Yes. Um, would you would you leave your cab, or would you stay in your cab as he was doing his reporting? It would it would depend. Oftentimes, if it was a uh, trip here in town, I would just stay in the cab, and he would go interview whoever he needed to interview and look at whatever he'd look at and then he would come back if if it was a longer trip um, I might get out and, and get a meal while he was he was doing things or if it was a real trip then then uh, we might even uh, spend the night and then come back the next day and what type of people was he meeting with oh all kinds of people sometimes uh, People like him, he points at Willie Kane, and, and then obviously sometimes people like us uh, can point at you. Um, you know, he uh, would meet with government officials. He, he would meet with, uh, I, I'm going to, he's going to use a, I don't know what the term is. He's going to use a derogatory term that Vietnamese have for the, the French colonial types. Um, so a, a, probably a term that Lin Sang has uttered mm -hmm. on occasions. Um, so clearly he's not very fond of the French. Um, uh, you know, he would, he would talk to Buddhists. He, he would talk to Catholics. Uh, really, uh, he, he had many stories that he worked on. So I, I, there's not one particular type of person he would see to.
Willie's been uh, kind of leaning up against the wall with his arms crossed, just mm-hmm. listening. And uh, he he steps away from the wall, leans forward. He's standing up, I guess, where Lynn was sitting down and says, what about, uh, what about repeat visits? Was there anywhere that he went to mm-hmm. multiple times? Uh, yes, I think I took him on several occasions to, um, I don't know, probably Fallop, the Cholon district. My Saigon geography is a little, little rough. But my recollection, my understanding is Cholon district is kind of uh, where, where there's a large, percentage of Chinese uh, immigrants, for lack of a better term, that uh, reside, or Chinese ethnicity descended from Chinese. Mm. Chinese. So I think at some point in the past, Chulon was a separate, quote unquote, city from Saigon, and they, they grew together. Uh, Jason can correct me if I'm... Yeah, I don't, that. I don't know that much about that. Good, then we'll go with my interpretation. Yeah, that works for me. Make our own. Yep. Well, we were definitely going to drift no matter what. So yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's so, a, a big spot for me. But knowing knowing it's Chinese, that you know that that smells of of communism, and and Lynn gets curious. Okay. Any flack? Any trouble along the way? Did you ever see uh, Planchette in trouble? He stops and he's trying to think. Uh, trouble? What, what, what kind of trouble? Like uh, anybody he talked to or anybody he, uh, any of the areas, did he stand out in a way that caused people to confront him or did he ever come back to the the, the cab flustered as if he'd uh, well, been I remember, through something? I remember a time that the um, military police were blocking a street that we were trying to, to to travel down, and and he got out and tried to argue with them, and they were very mean to him. He did, he seemed ruffled then, but nothing seemed to come of it. Then there was a time in Enfu uh, no, I'm sorry, Enjiang, uh, that some, some Buddhists were angry with him. I'm not sure what about. They talked to them for a while, they became very angry, and it ended. That's one of the nights that we ended up times we end up spending the night. So above table for the players, y'all know that Anjiang, A-N-G-I-A-N-G, is a mm-hmm. province in South Vietnam. It's a province way, way out on the western end of the Mekong Delta. 
and at least a portion of the province butts up against Cambodia. Hmm. Do you have anything else, Willie? Yeah, I'm good. So four or five days ago then, where did you take him? The last time you saw him. Tell me about that. Tell me about that trip. Tell me about that job. The last time, last time I took him or the last time he used our service? Dif they're different then. Yes. Uh, let's start with the last time he used you. Where did you take uh, him? He wanted to go back to the... I'm gonna mispronounce it. Give me a second. The uh, Zaloy Pagoda? Hmm. That was the main pagoda that was raided in August. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of the, the centerpiece of the Buddhist resistance to the um, DM's regime. So he, he asked me to go back. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking it was five days ago. We, yes, I took him back. I let him out. He said he had to walk around for a while, look at some things and talk to someone. And then he came back, he was very quiet. And then I was supposed to drive him the next day back to the Trelon district, but uh, I became ill that night and I was ill through the next day. So he used another, another driver, another car. And then I think that's the last time he's used our service. And what was the name of the other driver? I'm not sure who he used. I just remember I was supposed to drive him and I became ill. And so someone else drove him. But I don't actually know who that was now. Hmm. Hopefully your, your manager knows. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm certain he would. This is the best cab company. <laughs> so I've heard. Okay. I think that's all of my questions. Let me review my notes real quick here. Willie mm -hmm. Kane, any additional questions you want to ask? Um, nothing to ask. I, I was interested to see if uh, if I'm reading anything off his body language or tone of voice. Uh, is, is he being any deceptive? Jewelry, any, no. no, it doesn't doesn't appear he's being deceptive. He, he's 
nervous, but it is, appears to be the same nervousness from the moment y'all will open the door until yeah. you came in. Um, so that you didn't notice any changes in, in you know, the speed of his answers or the tone of his voice or anything like that throughout this conversation. So, you know, all your experience is telling you that um, that he's been, he, he has been consistent the entire time. So. Okay. Well, you know, you're, you guys are, are, are savvy intelligence operators. So you, you're open to the idea that either he's telling the truth or he's a, a very <laughs> good liar who's, you know, playing a role or something, but you don't have anything that tells you that's a possibility, but there's nothing that suggests that's a probability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we can figure out, Lynn, if we could figure out who this other uh, driver was, then that might yeah. get it somewhere, but otherwise I'm done. Okay. So you let him go and go talk to the manager again? Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to drag him back to headquarters and torture him. <laughs> Just in case. You never know. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's clearly a communist. Um, exactly. Uh, um, no, I'll, I'll express my gratitude for him being forthcoming with us. We'll be in touch if uh, we have any more questions. Um, so you guys let him go, you go to the manager, and what are you going to ask the manager about? Um, well, we were speaking to, uh, Mr. Tai, or excuse me, Mr. Ha, um, he mentioned that the last time, uh, Blanchett would have used the best cab company that uh, Mr. Ha was sick and he had to use another driver. We would like to get that driver's name and and speak to him. Uh, yes, uh, let me go back and look at the master log and I will tell you who uh, drove Mr. Blanchett that day. So just give me a moment and he goes back you know, to not his desk, there's kind of a, again, sort of an area where like they're dispatch type people and they've got like these big, um, like oversized, uh, like, you know, the, like a business type checkbook, like how it's, it's, you know, longer than normal. It's mm. they're even bigger than that. Like these big, you know, notebooks that they can put sheets of, you know, paper in to keep track of like all cabs and what they're doing, this, that, and the other. So you see him flipping through that. And he, he flips back, you know, however many pages. You see him running his finger, you know, down the lines. And then he like flips a page back. And then he flips like two pages forward. And he's, and then he calls over like one of the dispatch people and they're like looking at the book and mm -hmm. now they're starting to argue. Um, and then after about 10 minutes of this, he kind of sheepishly comes back to you and um, I, this is most embarrassing. I, 
I can't find an entry for who drove Mr. Blanchett on the day that Mr. Hall was, was out sick. I, I, I don't, uh, this is very embarrassing. I'm very sorry. You're welcome to see the log though. I'm, I'm not lying to you. Please, you can come look for yourself. Lynn looks very upset, very irate. Um, and I'm, I'm writing his name down. Uh, yes, of, of, of course is, we would like he's, to look. He's actually, he actually makes him sick of grabbing Lynn's arm. No, no, look, please look. Look at the log. You will see. I am wrench, not lying. Wrench it away from him. We will look at the log book. <laughs> Touch me. Um, His so head's we'll, now down, staring at the yeah. floor, and he is just trembling. I'm kind of giving everybody in the office a stink eye. Yeah. Um, is the page missing, or is there no entry? No, no, no. Here's the page. Here's here's everyone, and here's you see that Mr. Ha was out sick, and so he has no. But here are all the other drivers, and here is what they did and where they went. And there's there's nothing for Mr. Blanchett. There's nothing. There's nothing. And if you look at the book, you can tell he is he is being mm-hmm. honestly. There doesn't appear to be any entry that would indicate who covered that. Um, and you're certain that Mr. Blanchett used used your services that day? Well, he was supposed to. Mr. Hall was supposed to drive him, but Mr. Hall was sick. I, I don't understand how this happened. Hmm. Hmm. Do any of your drivers have a history of doing work off the books? That would be a violation of the regulations uh, governing the operation of cab companies. In it the would indeed. Bygone. That would never happen to the best cab company. It would indeed. Uh, above table for a moment. Your characters have deduced now, based on what they're told, that this is in fact the day that Blanchett disappeared. Yes. The day that Hollis disappeared. Want to make sure the characters knew that. Yeah. So, um, or the players knew that their characters knew that. And yeah. So my thinking is one of the drivers took him off the books, or it was like an imposter car where he was nabbed before he could actually take the ride. Hmm. Those are all interesting. (laughs) It's like every piece of information I give you leads to more questions. I love running this game. Mm -hmm. Um... uh, and, and the pieces are clicking for Lynn. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming he was nabbed before he took the ride, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing an imposter or a cover car. Um, but I, I'm not going to ease off of the manager here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm now yelling at him very um, very disgruntled uh, about impropriety and uh, poor record keeping and 
uh, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on on his on his company. Yeah. He's pretty much worst day of his life uh, right now. He's standing there and he's just shaking. Again, he's, he's not making eye contact. He's just staring at the floor. He's he's now quit trying to defend himself. Um, Willie asked us if uh, was anybody else absent that day. No, no, no. Look, look. He points to look again. No, everyone else was driving that day. Showed up and worked and drove. Just Mr. Hawasik that day. Let's do this. Let's cut to Gregory Lamont. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, uh, was there anything particular you were going to try to achieve during the morning other than show up at work and do your uh, normal daily work duties? Yeah, that daily work duties until like right after lunch. Then I'll hand the room over to like uh, the next next guy in charge, like the sergeant or so, and then uh, uh, and then I'll I'll head out. And while I'm waiting okay. for them at the safe house, I'm gonna start reading over that uh, book. <laughs> I was so hoping that you were gonna say that. Let's <laughs> get some Cthulhu stuff here. Let's let's see what I can. Some sanity starts to dwindle here. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'll do it to you this soon, but we'll see. <laughs> let's see. Uh... Yeah, like I said, looking for things in the notes and or in the margins, any like writings or circle or um, I don't know if highlighting was a thing yet, but right. So. Uh... Oh, I don't want that one. So let's go over here. I do have stuff to share with you. I just have to get it shareable. So let's go over here. Come on. Sorry about that. I thought I had downloaded the thing I was going to share, and I've not downloaded. So let's download it now. And let's put back up here. This is so awesome, entertaining radio. As I do this. All right, so let's do this one. This one. Finder, where are you? Let's do this. All right, I'm going to throw some stuff up in uh, Discord. All right. Uh, what you find in the book, you don't find any handwritten notes. You mm-hmm. find three particular chapters that stand out to you. Um, 
really? Are you kidding me? I am having a massive fail. Why is this not coming up? <sighs> Dude, let me see if I can drag it. How cool would that be? I think it's going to work. <laughs> you can drag and drop stuff. How awesome is that? Uh, so you can open that PDF. That's a chapter. And what you, you don't see any handwritten notes, but you see that there are portions underlined. So you find that chapter where that stuff's been underlined. Wow. And uh, let's do this one. You can read all of it, but, and you probably sh should read all of it, but the homework. <laughs> yes, you do. This is going to be on the test. <laughs> well, close enough, There's a so second can... chapter that you found, and then here is third where. So fourteenth, twenty-first, and twenty-eighth. I'm going to be. I'm going to be the uh... best GM ever if I somehow got these numbers to work in some kind of cool way. So uh... thirty-eight, twenty-eight. Um, so again, uh, these underlined portions may provoke more questions than provide answers. In fact, they're almost certainly more likely to provoke questions than they are to provide answers. So uh, the, for the listeners at home, this is the actual 1913 printing of a book uh, called Philosophy of Natural Magic, which is actually a reprint of something that was written like in the 1500s. Um, so mm -hmm. the, the, the language is archaic. Um, and it is also frustratingly non-specific. Um, <laughs> so that's how magic works. That is exactly how magic works. <laughs> um, but I, I will say to the players, that um, if you um, if you read those three things, and in particular you, the underlying things, um, that you, you may potentially construct a, th a thread running through them, um, and maybe you, you'll learn additional information at some point that helps you understand why these passages are. Um, highlighted mm -hmm. nice. or, or underlined so cool uh, so and I think this might be a good place actually I want to do one more thing um, and then I think we're going to wrap so um, so with a cane are you going to go back to the embassy and make sure all the light bulbs are working correctly and you know oh yeah and make sure everything's uh, still in order all the things that you do at the embassy. You know, Any new work, work tickets came in or anything like that, yeah. 
exactly yeah um so uh, you get back to the embassy and you can immediately tell as soon as you arrive that mm-hmm. um, there is uh, a lot of tension um, and pretty pretty soon after you arrive uh, within your embassy support workers group, there's a meeting mm-hmm. with all of the other people that also support the embassy. Uh, the way you support the embassy. Um, And the person in charge of your group, John Richardson, is um, just visibly shaking um, with rage. And uh, and in short order, you find out why he is so angry. Um, A Newspaper story was printed in the Washington Times the day before. Um, it names him at John Richardson as the CIA station chief in Saigon and reports that he is undermining the efforts of the United States military and the State Department to make progress in Vietnam and that he is on at least two occasions um, refused direct orders. Uh, and the newspaper story uh, cites a high level source mm-hmm. at the embassy in Saigon and John Richardson is frothing at this point, but he knows exactly who the high level source is. Freaking Ambassador Lodge, mm-hmm. who arrived in August, and who's uh, clearly arranged for this leak and burned his identity as the station chief to get him out of the way. Um, and he can only suppose it's because they are committed to supporting whatever outlandish scheme there is to remove TM and New. Mm-hmm. regardless of what the consequences might be. So um, he's, he's mostly venting at this point, but he is, you know, when, he, when he's not cursing Lodge, um, does say yeah, everybody needs to keep their eyes open, you know, their ears open, nose to the ground, not sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure how much farther this is going to go. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. It's kind of hard to do my job when everybody in the world knows what my job is. Um, So I assume I'll be replaced at some point in time. Uh, And Will has thought about being head of station at some point. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we could take this game in a completely different direction. (laughs) Bring home some really awesome evidence of the unnatural, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, then, you know, shove it up Lodge's butt. Uh, yeah. the, then you'll be the next guy. So, um, but, but seriously, uh, Willie, does he know that like the the disobeying of direct orders is, in fact, true or not, or is that rumor, or is that? This is what is in the media story. Mm-hmm. Richardson is, you know, uh, you know, on top of the fact that his name's been leaked, on top of the fact that he's basically getting iced, you know. 
that this is also false. He's not refused any orders. He's simply, you know, reported the the outcome of y'all's work as a group, the things you've learned, the things you know, the things you can predict about what's going on here, and um, you know, those unwelcome truths apparently have cost him his job. So, uh, so he's pretty hot, and I think probably. That's where we're going to fade to black for this session. Unless somebody nice. has something really critical they want to do. No. That's good. Yeah, right. cool. Excellent voice. Good. Yeah, I think I uh, I didn't want to get too deep without Jesse being here, um, but I think we covered a good amount of ground and it would give Jesse a chance to lead off on our next session with what he finds out from United Press International. So, yeah. Um, and uh, also, you can expect that you'll have some kind of report from uh, Lin Sang's uh, observer that she left behind on what has happened at the bloodshed apartment. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, kind of to recap, like I did last time, and we'll try to throw this up in the notes. I think the things, additional things you have is. You've got the tape now. You'll have a chance to listen to it at some point. Mm -hmm. You know that you have some homework on what Blanchette, at least in this particular book, was was noting or curious about. Um, you know that there um, were some trips to the uh, quote unquote Chinese district of Saigon. Um, and that was the last place he was supposed to go before he disappeared. So as Lynn pointed out, you don't know whether he got there and disappeared or whether he got disappeared before he ever got to go there. Hmm. So was it, was it the people there who disappeared him or was someone trying to stop him from going back there for some reason? Uh, you know, he was poking around the Zaloi Pagoda you know that he went out to Enjiang province. I think those are probably the important things that you've learned this evening. So. Nice. Beautiful. Don't think if there's anything else. Okay. Got the tape. Anything else we covered tonight that I've forgotten to mention on our little end of show recap? I don't think so. Okay. Questions while it's fresh in your minds? Okay. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Got some no? to read and okay. uh, got a lot of strands to follow <laughs> up on for next time. So, nice. In a good spot. And speaking of next time, we, uh, I haven't looked recently, but I assume we're still on every two weeks. So, we've got December 14th.